to the Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, we are going to talk about Resolutus Rex. You may be wondering what that means, but it's actually a very familiar concept. I just was looking for a catchy title. So today, uh, I do have a point, though, that I want to make with that. We're familiar with New Year's resolutions. Well, the Latin word for resolution is resolutus, and it has an interesting definition, maybe one you're not thinking of, and that sort of led me on a journey that I wanted to share with the audience today. So the word resolute, where we get resolutions, means to be uh, purposeful, determined, and unwavering. I love that, to be resolute. And so uh, that comes from a Latin word, resolutus, which actually, surprisingly, means to be loosened or released. Well, goodness gracious, that sent me on a journey, and I put the word Rex in there with the title because Rex means king, and the secret key here is King Jesus. So I'm going to pull all this together, hopefully, and make this make sense for us, and hopefully this will encourage you as we start a new year. Well, the reason that released and loosened being connected to the word resolute was so interesting to me is I'm someone who loves to study Hebrew roots. And if you've studied Hebrew roots, then you understand the word teshuvah, which means to release or to return or to repent. And uh, that's just so powerful to me that that's connected to the word for resolute or resolution. And so that was just fascinating to me. Well, the word teshuvah, let's stop and talk about that for just a minute. Teshuvah was the season of getting things right, of repenting, of getting your house in order, of taking spiritual inventory and preparation for the new year. And so uh, the reason it would be connected to release is uh, in biblical times, if you had a loan or you were an indentured servant or uh, you had uh, crops where you had financed part of your crops or whatever, there was a, an appointed time after seven years, that's most indentured servants like in the old English days were for a period of seven years, or maybe an apprenticeship uh, would be seven years, same kind of principle here. Well, in the seventh year, you had what was called a Shemitah, which is connected to Teshuvah, which was that time of release or time of return. And so uh, that's where everything would go back and be canceled out. Just like in a fiscal year, a business has to zero out the books and they release all the debt at the end of seven years so that everything can come back to zero or we do it every now year every year now in in a business sense so just to give you that concept and that idea of teshuvah so uh, jews would typically write letters of repentance letters of forgiveness release people from loans maybe make a special offering Uh, you would get things right you wanted your account to be completely clean for Teshuvah in, in that season of Teshuvah in preparation for the new year. And so 
That's where we get the idea of New Year's resolutions. It's actually a very ancient biblical idea that is tied to the idea of Teshuvah. And so uh, this resolutus being connected to the word released, I just can't help but make the connection to Teshuvah. I also want to talk about the word loosened. So uh, there was a thing in the Bible called a bond servant. Well, uh, you were bound to the person that, that you were serving, and you were legally bound to them for your servitude. And so in that seven years, you would be loosed or released from that obligation. Uh, just like today, we take out loans uh, for cars or houses, and, and you're bound and, and to that bank. In fact, uh, in in the neighborhood that I live in, we have an HOA and we have covenants, and I am bound by covenant to pay those dues for my neighborhood. And and so, uh, in fact, if I don't pay them, they can put a lien on uh, me so that I'm forced to pay those <laughs> with penalties and interest. And so, so it's a, it's an ancient principle. And so, I want to talk about this that in this season. I believe there are things that the Lord wants to loose off of us and and for us to step into a new season. And I just believe that this is uh, good on the Hebrew calendar, good on the Christian calendar, that this is just something God wants to do in us all the time, that he wants to bring King Jesus wants to bring a resolution to help us have Teshuvah in our heart to return to the Lord, to return to His Word, to return to Him always, constantly, cyclically, just all the time, going, you know, right back to where our first love is, if you will. Maybe you've heard it preached that way in church of returning to your first love, you know, when you first got born again. And and so uh, let's put a scripture on today. Let's give us a overall scripture. And I've just got four or five very simple, practical ways that Jesus can bring you resolutus rex into your life and so that you can uh, you can grow and mature spiritually. Let's go to 1 Peter 2, and I'm going to read out of the NIV, and it says here, like newborn babies in verse 2, they crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation. What well, I'm telling you, that pure spiritual milk is the Word of God. If you will get with the Lord it through his word and through prayer and press in like your daily bread, then I promise you, you will mature and maturity and resolution will come out of that. Uh, and one more scripture I want to give us is sort of our foundation, and that's found in Second Peter 1 verses 3 through 8 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Well, that will preach all by itself. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ." Wow, 
there we go. There's our foundation. So I'm going to hit the ground running. I want to stop, though, and talk about a couple of things. Uh, I was listening to uh, a conversation, a podcast, and they were talking about uh, people's visions or new, new Year's resolutions. And most people have these grandiose visions. You know, they want to save the environment or they want to lose 100 pounds or you know, they come up with these really extravagant, grandiose visions of what they would like to see happen in the new year. Well, I'm going to challenge you to say, no, no, let's think much more attainable. Let's go for immediate results. Let's pull that down into reality. And let's just take bite-sized pieces. Let's start with something very small, something that you can do in your everyday life that's super easy, super attainable, because this is the way we mature and this is the way we change. And yes, people can change, but... It takes discipline and self-control. And what is one of the fruits of the Spirit? I believe it is self-control. And so the Holy Spirit will help you. And this is why you have to put these things into practice. Jordan Peterson, the famous psychologist, is famous for saying, if you want to make changes in your life, then make your bed every day. His point is, you start with something small and attainable to bring order into your life. And out of that, then you, it's a stepping stone. It's a process that you start at step number one. And his advice is to like make your bed or clean your room. It starts very simple. And then you grow from there. So I want to challenge you to come in and, and bring it down a little smaller. And let's start with one Thing. And so my first challenge is, uh, number one, is to make a very simple plan. Now, let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. Some examples would be maybe do a daily devotional. There's so many out there. You can get books. You can do videos. The Bible app has excellent daily devotionals. Get you a little journal to put with it or whatever, however you like to do it, put it by your coffee pot, you know, in the mornings, however your routine works. Maybe you're not a routine person. Maybe you're just, that's not your personality. Well, then get subscribed to a devotional YouTube channel or podcast or, or like this podcast and, and in your commute to work or whatever your pattern or routine is, then you listen to that devotional because you need to put the word of God into you in some kind of way. Now, I'm also going to challenge you. Here's another example. Maybe you've got the devotional thing down. Well, then I'm going to challenge you to really spend time in the Word. And there's a lot of different methods and ways that you can do this. There's no one way to do it. But I will say that you need to bring the Holy Spirit into the activity of reading your Word. You need to commune with the Lord as you read His Word. Don't try to read, you know, a whole book of the Bible every time you sit down. Maybe start with one verse or one chapter and really get your head around it. Stop, pray, ask the Lord questions. Look things up, cross-reference, do word studies. There's all different ways you can do this. If you're not sure where to start, a great place to start is in the New Testament, maybe the book of John or one of the Gospels. Start simple, keep it practical, real basic. You know, um, I have a joke that a Psalms and Proverbs a day keeps the devil away. You know, that's a great thing to maybe add on to your reading plan. And so maybe just do uh, some kind of 
Bible reading. You've got to be feeding your spirit man every day, every day, every day. All right. Number uh, another example of this would be prayer. Add some prayer time into your life. You need to be praying and talking with the Lord. Um, you know, you've just got to make time to do that. Another one would be maybe there's a behavior in your life that you want to modify. Let's just say that you struggle with negativity and pessimism, and maybe you sometimes uh, say things that are skewed in a negative tone. Pick one thing. Don't try to change your whole self, you know, all at once. Pick one thing. Maybe just start with negativity. And what you need to do is, uh, you know, maybe catch yourself. Just be aware first. Just start being aware and pray about it. Holy Spirit, I want to change my negative attitude. Help me to recognize times when I'm being negative. Lord, bring it to my attention. Help me to arrest those thoughts. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. You have to arrest those thoughts. You have to say, no, I'm not going to be negative. Now, maybe you're not going to wake up and automatically be a super positive person. Maybe that's not, you know, how it's going to work. First, recognize the times you're being negative and just stop it. Stop that. Start speaking life over everything and not speaking death over everything. Begin to slowly through every day change that behavior in your life. Another example would be speaking life, speaking positive. Uh, I had a neighbor one time that Oh, my goodness, it would send me up the wall. I was raised in a Word of Faith church where this was just drilled into me, really, from the time I was a kid, that we speak life. We don't speak death. We don't speak word curses. That was very important, and I'm thankful for that. But uh, this one lady was telling me about her her kids, and she started referring to her son as a demon. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, don't do that. And she was like, oh, we're, we're just sick. I hope we I hope we don't die. You know, I'm just like, stop. In my mind, I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's just so contrary. But a lot of people, you don't know what you don't know. And if you haven't been raised any better, it's very normal for some people to be speaking death all the time and speaking negativity and critical. And, and so you have to you have to stop. Do it. You first have to be aware of it. Then you have to stop doing it. And that's going to take the Holy Spirit. Well, let's move into our little steps. So, so first is to have that simple plan. Okay, you've got a plan. You pick your thing, whether it's to up your Bible reading, to up your prayer, to add a daily devotional into your life, maybe to stop a certain kind of behavior. Maybe anger is your thing. You know, maybe you struggle with anger. Ask the Lord to help you. Make a conscious decision, a resolute decision with you and the Lord. Uh, and I'm going to go a little step further here, knowing that the word resolute in the Latin is resolutus, and that that word means to loosen. You, you may be bound up with a spirit of anger. Ask the Lord to loose you. Be resolute on that. Lord, loose me from this anger that I'm walking around with. And by the way, a lot of times that's because uh, that's a symptom of unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy. That's got a root to it. You need to examine and pray and ask the Lord to help you cut that thing down at the root. Oftentimes the anger is just the frustration uh, because of whatever this root issue is. And so you need to get in the word, you need to pray, and you need to uh, make a plan 
for how you want to address anger, I will give you a very simple way you can do that. Number one is get you a scripture about simple. Blessed are the peacemakers. Write that out on a card, whatever, print it up, whatever. Put it right at eye level (laughs) on your mirror where you brush your teeth so that you physically have to look around it to like brush your hair or whatever. And every day, read that to yourself out loud in the mirror. I'm telling you, there's power in speaking the word of God out loud over yourself. That is the logos, and it will have rhema power. And you can go back and listen to our podcast on rhema. Uh, It'll have rhema power, Holy Spirit-breathed life power when you begin to speak that every day over yourself. Blessed are the peacemakers. So you just look in the mirror, you see that scripture, and let's say your name is Mike. Blessed is Mike, the peacemaker. (laughs) Blessed is Mike, the peacemaker. Read that to yourself a couple of times every morning, but it's going to take time. You know, if I go to the gym and I go in there and I lift some weights and You know, I work out and I never go back to the gym. I'm not going to have muscles. If I only go to the gym once every three months, I'm not really going to have any muscles. It takes the consistent every day. And so that's a that's part of my plans here. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. So number one, set a simple plan. Number two, do it. This is the resolution part. Be resolutus, resolute. You have to do it. You have to make it a discipline. You have to actually put action. You know, there's the scripture, faith without works is dead. Things, spiritual things sometimes are not just going to fall and float out of heaven and land on top of your head and you're just instantly changed. That is not how it works. You have to believe and receive and stand, having done all, stand and speak and confess and pray and do. It's so simple. You have to do. You have to be a doer of the word. The word works, but you have to work the word. So that's point number three is to be consistent. It takes time and it takes discipline. That's called self-control. That is a spirit of self-control because that's one of the fruits of the spirit. And that only comes time. Uh, that only comes with investing yourself in the Holy Spirit because that's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. When you've spent time with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of that time is self-control. It doesn't come any other way. I mean, I guess you could will it to a certain extent. There are some people that can just have enough willpower to do things. But I'm telling you, if you will get with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of that will be the fruits of the Spirit. And one of those is self-control. Self-control. I heard someone tell me the other day that uh, they struggle with a certain uh, I'll just tell you what it was. It was ADHD. And uh, they were making excuses for some of their behavior based on this diagnosis. And I'm not here to debate diagnoses or, or whatever. And she went on to tell me a good bit about this. And I kind of waited till she was finished. And I said, well, you know, I don't know a lot about that. But here's what I do know, that one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So I My advice to you would be to pray and ask the Lord to help you with self-control and then to begin to read his word and and do the things that God's word says. And and that was just my simple answer. I don't want to get too preachy and debate anybody or anything like that. But that's about as practically prophetic as it can get. So number three is to be consistent. Let me let me give us a little quick scripture for that. And that's in James 1, 4. Let me pull that up. 
James 1, 4 says, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. you got to stick with it. Like I said, I can't go to the gym one time, you know, or once every two or three months and expect change. That's not how it works. It's that consistent, constant grinding it out, basically. Uh, number four, this is uh, basically make it your new normal. That's what you're doing. All of this will help you to make whatever this change is your new normal. It has to become normal, a part of your everyday for you to pray, to get in the word, to not be negative, to begin to speak life and speak the word of God over situations. That's how we mature. This is how we mature. We have to do basic steps Every day. That's why I said, like, Dr. Jordan Peterson is famous for saying, if you want to change the world, make your bed. It's that simple. You start small. And all of this leads us to maturity. That's the whole point, is all of this leads to maturity. Let's go to Acts 17, around verse 11. It talks about the Bereans. It says that they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. We need to be like the Bereans. You know, we need to learn to dig into the Word of God. I can try to give you answers based on the Bible, but it's really no substitute for you getting in the Word of God all by yourself. And if you don't know where to start, like I said, a daily devotional is a great place to start. Pick a topic devotional. Pick a book of the Bible devotional. There's so many great examples out there, but you have to make it your normal. You have to make it a, a small, you know, pick those Start with the five-minute devotional. If you've never really done Bible reading, you don't want to start with these long devotionals that are very detailed with workbooks and study guides and videos. And that may be too much. Start with the, you know, they have five and ten-minute devotionals. A lot of times they'll have them for men or women or what students, you know, whatever. But just pick you a simple devotional. Or, or like I said, instead of trying to tackle, you know, a whole book of the Bible, take you a scripture or take you a, a chapter what you can do is then you can just do that as your Bible reading time. There's, there's a real popular way of studying scripture called the SOAP method. I definitely think that's a great place to start. It's a SOAP is an acronym that stands for S is to get a scripture. So you pick a scripture, maybe one that you're familiar with or, or one that you think would be a great place to start. And uh, then the letter O means observation. So maybe you get a little journal and you just pencil down some little observations you make about that scripture. And then A means apply it. So how can I apply this to my life today? Let's just start with the very simple things. And then P is to pray, to pray about that and, and, and take that to the Lord. And you'll be amazed at just how, you know, keep that little journal, keep your little soap journal real simple. So the, the S is for scripture. The O is to observe. The A is to apply that. And the letter P is for prayer to just take that scripture take everything you you know you've written down in your journal or whatever and pray about it very simple easy way to study scripture and so another thing would be topical they have topical bibles one year bibles i mean there's so many things available to us nowadays and most of those are absolutely free online i just wanted to leave us with this 
really what I'm talking about here is not exactly just about New Year's resolutions. This is about maturing yourself spiritually and taking something, one thing that you can manage that's small, that you can start with, and then you build upon that. And and maybe just, uh, you know, give yourself... You don't have to do it for the whole year. Some people may want to choose to do it for the whole year. Maybe just say for this season until until spring comes, you know, I'm going to really tackle my anger. I'm really going to tackle my negativity. Or I'm really going to make a devotional a part of my life, my everyday life. Or I'm going to really be intentional about prayer time in my life. And so you just start with a bite-sized piece. And you get with the Lord, make him king of your life. You submit to him first. And so that's why we call today Resolutus Rex, because everything we do is to be submitted to the Lordship and the kingship of Jesus Christ. And so I pray that you have a blessed new year and that you're able to apply this to something very practical in your life because it has prophetic power as you go forth in this year. Have a blessed day. listening to today's podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time I post. Thank you again and have a blessed day.